is Bloomberg Surveillance. We don't know where the next recession is. All we know is that this expansion is about six and a half years old, and that's longer than the average expansion. We're getting signals which are distorted because interest rates are too low. It would be a terrible commentary and a terrible thing in reality if it takes an overt crisis to get agreement or get progress. And then you're risking things going crazy. Bloomberg Surveillance, your link to the world of economics, finance, and investment on Bloomberg Radio. Good morning, everyone. Michael McKee and Tom Keene. This Thursday before Jobs Day, coming up, Stuart Hoffman of PNC will look at a fair, usually balanced view of the American economy from uh, Dr. Hoffman. Really looking forward uh, to talking to Stuart Hoffman. Bloomberg Surveillance this morning brought to you by Cone Resnick Accounting Tax Advisory. Regulatory changes can impact your business. See how the experts at Cone Resnick can help you navigate these complexities. Find out more at coneresnick.com. C-O-H-N-R-E-Z-N-I-C-K, coneresnick.com. Com. Jobs Day tomorrow. We're sort of catching up. I mean, we've got Governor Romney speaking today. There'll be a lot of political news uh, out of that. With all due respect, with respect to this evening, Mark Halperin and John Heilman, we're trying to get back into economics, finance, investment, the linkages into our international relations. And I guess you do that at 830 tomorrow morning. Uh, Alan Kruger, Bill Gross joining us, among other worthies. Right now, uh, Michael McKee, Stuart Hoffman joining us. Which is wonderful because what, what I've never seen anything plunge, crater, surge, dominate, whatever, in the research work of Stuart Hoffman. It is a careful, measured look at where we are. That's a good thing. Stuart Hoffman, it's been too long. Good morning. Very much. Try to be measured, but uh, never afraid to take a stand. Within the take the stand, what is the linkage of this jobs report to what Chair Yellen and other worthies will do at the March 16th meeting. Are they linked? Of course they're linked, but I think it's a very high bar to get the Fed to move, uh, you know, in, in, in their meeting in two weeks. You know, I suppose if this number were just off the charts, three or 400,000 jobs, another five-tenths increase in the average hourly earnings, Maybe that could change the dynamics, but I think the number is important. But given what the Fed has said, that they're monitoring and they need some more time to figure out what these international events and stock market events and tighter or wider spreads, I think they just say, let's buy some time no matter what this jobs report shows us uh, tomorrow. Interesting because um, if the – the uh, markets had not cratered in January. Would the Fed be on track to raise rates in March, given the data that we have? <laughs> the, the hypothetical, given that the inflation data, not the ex- expectation numbers, but the actual inflation data, the, the PCE deflator, the core, was cruising along uh, 1.3% in the first three quarters of last year, with some upward revisions, and now turns out to eat up a little to one four in the fourth quarter, and then that January number, although it's still one month, you know, was a biggest increase we've seen in years. So I suppose uh, if the jobs report tomorrow was super strong and the stock market was higher than it was at the beginning of the year and spreads were narrower, uh, maybe the Fed would be on track, but. You know, they're going to deal with the, the reality that uh, the markets 
are telling them at least uh, buy a little time, go a little slower. They probably don't want to see the dollar go up a lot, especially if next week the ECB, as they're highly likely to do, are going to expand their uh, monetary policy, go deeper on negative rates, extend and probably enlarge QE. So, yes, uh, how many heads, how many pin, or how many angels can you fit on the head of the pin? But right now, right. this is the data they have. Yeah, you know, I look, I look, Stuart, at, at y equals c plus i plus g plus nx. Let's start with a basic idea. Mike and I addressed this in our trip to Washington the last few days. I think we have a handle on the state of austerity in the United Kingdom. What is the state of austerity within the G part of GDP? I, I wouldn't call it austerity. I mean, it's pretty neutral. It certainly was austere in the sense that for the last three years, federal spending was pretty flat, which maybe in the short run is a little austere, but, uh, you know, precisely what we need for the intermediate or longer run. Of course, the tax hikes of 2013 have, you know, been absorbed. Last year, we did get a budget, uh, and federal spending is going to go up a bit this year, defense and non-defense. Uh, we didn't get any additional tax hikes. So at the federal level, I would say it is not austere, n- neutral. At the state and local level, mm-hmm. I think it's actually positive. We're seeing, you know, not Very every cool. state. Yeah. We're seeing jobs growing. Uh, in, in the uh, construction report that came out on public construction, and, you know, those numbers are very jumpy. That's why I don't use words like plunge, because I like to use three-month moving average, which often uh, smooths out a lot of the plunges and the, uh, and the spikes. But if you look now over the last three or four months, construction at the public level, highways, roads, bridges, it's desperately needed, is definitely doing better. And certainly you see construction jobs going up, so they're not hiring those people to do, to sit around and do nothing, both on the uh, public side and on the private side. So yes, I think I would say government, state, local, and federal is a positive for the U.S. economy this year. Well, we have the uh, the jobs report tomorrow, and everybody's going to be looking at uh, wage growth. Uh, we may get a little more of a hint from the unit labor cost number that comes out today, right. but what are you expecting? Are uh, Is the trend going to continue? Yeah, I think the trend of going up slowly is going to continue. Uh, you know, we, you know, I, I, you can use the employment cost index or the number that, of course, comes out is the average hourly earnings index comes out monthly with the employment report. I mean, that measure, really both measures were stuck at 2% or a little under 2012, 13, 14, I'm sure that's where some of this angst, not only that short run, but longer run, uh, we see in the, in the political environment. But last year, finally, particularly in the second half of the year, we started to see some acceleration in that. I tend to like to look at it as a two-quarter moving average or year-over-year, year, and the year-over-year year number in January was 2.5%. I think the Mars number just for the month of February will yeah. back off, be maybe a tenth or two but still be up 2.5% from uh, this time last right. year. So I think wages are accelerating. Let me recast what I asked Scott Wren earlier, who's an investment equity strategist. Same question, folks, for an economist like Stuart Hoffman. The basic idea of a single-digit world, in your language, Stuart, a new lower dampened nominal GDP, a new terminal rate or potential GDP, are we prepared for that? 
By we, do you mean America, the country? Or the, the country, the, the nation. Yeah, the, no, the nation. I don't think the nation, whether they're prepared or not, they're not taking it well. And, you know, we look back at this recovery. It has fortunately continued this long, and I still think we're maybe in the seventh inning. I don't think uh, I've never been in the recession camp. You know, a month or two ago, it kind of felt like uh, the markets were saying the economy is in the ninth inning. There's two out, and the pitcher's at bat, and the home team is about to go down. Well, I never bought that uh, that that view anyway. But if you look at the, the, as I said, slow wage growth over the last five years, over the last 15 years, uh, I think the country wants to grow faster. It needs to grow faster. And I think that's where, you know, some of this frustration we're seeing, both on the, I'll call it left and right, uh, is coming from that um, This we, we got to do better. And it's uh, productivity. It's, you know, the prescriptions on how to do it are quite different uh, between less government re- regulations or, you know, on the left, uh, it's a big tax hike. Right. But there's a feeling that the U.S. economy is not living up to its potential and that if that's the best our potential is, we got to figure out a way to get it well, faster. Let's drive that forward. Our conversation continues with Stuart Hoffman of PNC. Mike, uh, Herbalife has a bid uh, to review 56 down to a printed bid of 48. I'm not sure the pre-market stock price uh, got there, but that 48 is lifted up to 51.30. Uh, There's a, I'm going to call it, you know, an 8% move or so, 56 down to 51. Yeah, you're pretty close, 8. General tone. Yeah, is the uh, is the drop in in pre market, uh, and and that's better than where we were thirteen percent earlier. Again, uh, some real challenges uh, all in all uh, with their unit accounting, uh, a, a complex and convoluted set of headlines. You wonder where this story will uh, move drive forward. Price Waterhouse Coopers is their uh, their uh, auditors, uh, according to Bloomberg. Uh, Herbalife right now, 51, I'm going to center tendency, 51.20 on Herbalife. Uh, futures are negative one, Dow futures, uh, negative 10. We look at equities, bonds, currencies, uh, commodities, oil, 34.62 flat. Brent near 37.36.79. Michael McKee mentioning gold earlier, uh, elevated, 12.44. Good morning to, uh, not the gold bugs, but people that have rationally talked about a stronger gold market. Off of an extended two and three year bear market. People like James Steele at HSBC, the yen one thirteen ninety, weaker yen this morning. All right, let's check in with Michael Barr and get the latest world and national headlines. Michael? Mike, Tom, thank you very much. Former Massachusetts Governor Mitt Romney will give a speech later today calling out Donald Trump. Romney, who was the Republican presidential nominee in twenty twelve, says Trump is a phony. Four Republicans will gather on stage for tonight's Fox News presidential debate in Detroit. Ben Carson will be a no-show, having signaled that he is on the verge of officially quitting his White House bid. A white Alabama police officer is charged with murder in the shooting death of a black man. A family lawyer says Greg Gunn was walking home when he was killed outside a neighbor's house. An attorney for Montgomery officer Aaron Smith calls the arrest a political witch hunt. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by our 2,400 journalists and more than 150 news bureaus from around the world. I'm Michael Barr. Mike, Tom? Michael, thanks so much. We're going to rip up the script with Stuart Hoffman, PNC. Neil Dutta, just out with a fabulous chart 
showing the bipolar nature of this American economy. You need to stay tuned for that. Futures negative two, Bloomberg surveillance. The news update brought to you by Mercedes-Benz. This month, your Mercedes-Benz Tri-State dealers welcome spring with limited-time offers on select models like the sporty CLA and versatile GLA, each engineered and priced to move. Visit MBUSA.com today.